Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, and we continue. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Really enjoyed that conversation a few moments ago with Chris Jenkins from the Michigan football team. If you missed it, we'll make sure we get it up on uh, YouTube And also, you could always use the free Odyssey app and use the rewind function and go back and take a listen to it. All righty. I got to get to this Draymond Green storyline from last night. Death taxes and Draymond Green acting like a jackass. Surprise, surprise. I am so shocked that Draymond Green is in some sort of controversy once again. And you know what it always is with Draymond? There are things that are minor. Things that, okay, you could get away with. But if there's a line to cross, Draymond could be a thousand feet away from that line. And he always finds a way to cross it. It's almost as if he can't help himself at this point. And he's like addicted to just crossing the line, being a royal pain in the ass, and doing something stupid. Because that's what Draymond Green does Over and over and over again. So you can't wake up this morning and go, oh, did you see what happened between the Warriors and the Timberwolves? I can't believe how Draymond Green acted. I can't believe Draymond Green basically choked out Rudy Gobert. No one should be surprised by this. This is what this guy does all the time. And then after the game, he tries to act like the victim. Uh, The Warriors, they always defend his actions. And there's no accountability. The Warriors are so far in in their just nonsensical defense of Draymond Green that they don't know where to go. And it's almost as if they believe, even if they give like a quick little pushback about Draymond and saying Draymond did something wrong, it's almost as if they are afraid to deal with the wrath of Draymond Green if you totally blast him and totally put him in his place. And I go back to last year, before the start of the season, when you had that Jordan Poole punch, that Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole, his own teammate, in the face. And there was never any accountability by Draymond Green. Heck, before the start of the season, just a few weeks ago, we played you a clip of Draymond Green saying the team chemistry was awful last year. And it was almost as if he was mystified as to why the team chemistry was awful. Well, would you want to show up to work if I punched you in the face and the team basically did nothing? No punitive action against Draymond Green? And I said this in the summer when there was a decision to be made. 
even with the regime change, with Bob Myers retiring, going to ESPN, walking away. I said it would be a mistake if the Golden State Warriors rewarded Draymond Green and doubled down once again on Draymond Green. I thought they should have kept Jordan Poole. I thought they should have said to Draymond, we love you. We're going to retire your number. We are wishing you the best in your next chapter of your NBA career. But it's ending now. Because I don't think Draymond Green is still this great player. I don't think Draymond Green is someone that the Warriors needed to have on their roster like the way Steve Kerr said they needed him to uh, be on that roster. And if their idea and their goal is to win another championship. Because even though Draymond does so many important things for this team, I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze anymore. I don't believe in Draymond Green anymore. And it's the same nonsense year in and year out. But last night, even though you shouldn't be surprised, last night is one of those moments where it goes from just stupidity back and forth between Klay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels, where it looked like they were square dancing together from one uh, baseline to the next baseline. And then it turns into a kerfuffle, as I know Stephen Clay really do enjoy that word. And uh, Kevin Durant as well when he was on the Warriors from that viral clip. And that kerfuffle turns into mayhem, where there was back and forth, pushing and shoving, which we kind of see all the time in the NBA. The NBA fights nowadays. It's like a little back and forth pushing and shoving, or it's one guy dragging a a teammate, putting him in front of him and saying, hold me back, bro, hold me back. That's usually the NBA fights these days. We are very far from the days of uh, malice at the palace, right? You You don't see that stuff anymore. But it goes from that to then you see this viral video clip now of Draymond Green choking Rudy Gobert And having his arm around the neck of Rudy Gobert. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? And I know this commissioner, Adam Silver, doesn't have a spine. That's why I call him Spineless Silver. So I would think the commissioner is going to suspend him. He'll get suspended. But are you going to actually... Do a suspension that makes Draymond think twice? Or is this a suspension where you're like, okay, it's a slap on the wrist? And I'm trying to figure out how many games this needs to be for Draymond Green to understand what he did was really stupid and he needs to change. I'm not saying you shouldn't have like a villain in sports. I'm not saying that a guy like Draymond Green, who's someone that he's a royal pain in the ass, And you hear the way the Warriors talk about him. I guess you would want him if he's on your team. But if he's on another team, you can't stand his guts. I think an antagonist, a provocateur like that is important. And you need a guy like that that does things that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. But this has cost the Warriors now a lot. Like if he didn't understand it after the incident with LeBron and the kicking in the finals that sparked the comeback in that series, like when are you going to get it? And the answer is probably never. So let me just ask this question, Stu, to you. If you were silver, let's say Stuart Kovacs is the commissioner of the NBA. I may be back in the good graces of the NBA. This would be a good thing. (laughs) What would you do 
to Draymond Green. Like, if I had to say how many games would you suspend Draymond Green, I think it's funny as we pan right to Stu. He's wearing a Lakers shirt. That's right. So I know some Warriors fan, when Stu gives us some number here, is going to chime in and go, oh, Stu's just a homer. Uh, He's embarrassing. He clearly is just afraid of Draymond Green. So you weren't really doing a great job in your role as uh, being the commissioner of the NBA has just appointed you wearing NBA gear of a specific team. But what would your punishment be for Draymond Green? Yeah, it's not the first offense. He's had many, 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 many offenses. Um, this is just the latest. Probably, I mean, probably 7 to 10 games. Yeah, I thought at first 10. And I don't even think he'll care, to be honest. Because remember when he was away from the team in the offseason after the pool thing and he came back and it was like, oh, so you just got a vacation until the season started pretty much? And he was talking about things that he did at home and, and all that. And he was kind of taking it as a joke. So I don't know if you connect to a guy like Draymond Green and spark fear in him and make him think twice. I was thinking 10 as well, but maybe we need to go more than that. You know, Maybe we need to go five extra games and go 15 for Draymond Green. But whatever the suspension is, it's deserved. Because once again, you acted like a moron. You acted like a dope. You acted like a jackass. And you cross the line, and ultimately, you will play the victim. You'll use this as motivation. And in like a few months from now, you'll pretend as if it was Rudy Gobert who choked you. (laughs) Because that's the other thing. When you hear Draymond reference the Jordan Poole situation, you would almost think now that it was Jordan Poole's fault. And that Jordan Poole was the one that punched Draymond Green. But that's what happens when you enable someone's pathetic behavior over and over again. So I have not heard this yet. I feel like Steve Kerr, who is someone that got punched in the face by a teammate, Michael Jordan, very famous situation. I would assume that Steve Kerr would be like a little bit tough on Draymond Green. Hopefully this exceeds my expectations, but I chose not to listen to this before the start of the show because I wanted you to hear my reaction on the air. This is Steve Kerr explaining Draymond's behavior. The Draymond piece of it, um, if you watch the replay, Rudy had his uh, hands on Clay's neck, and that's why Draymond went after Rudy. Guys on the back of the bench were telling us uh, <clears throat> that Rudy had Clay, and that's why Draymond went went at Rudy. So that's all I all I know. Um, but it was, yeah, a bizarre way to start the game a minute and a half in. Um, that's the that's what Steve Kerr does. You know what? It's. I was hoping it was going to exceed my expectations, but I knew it wasn't going to. It's once again enabling this behavior. I have the replay right here. I see these two guys, Clay and McDaniels, tussling, going back and forth. Clay's grabbing the jersey. McDaniels grabbing the jersey. Then Rudy Gobert goes to grab Clay Thompson. But the moment he touches Clay Thompson, and I don't see his hands around his neck, He's just trying to break it up. I don't think it's anything malicious. Like, that's the thing. There was nothing malicious there by Rudy Gobert. He's trying, he's clearly trying to stop the incident. The moment he touches Clay, Draymond, within a half second, has his hands around Rudy Gobert's neck. So stop it. Stop it, Steve Kerr. You're part of the problem. And this is going to come back to bite you in the ass like it has in the past, because all you guys do is bow down to Draymond and genuflect to Draymond Green. Ridiculous.
<laughs> Here is Rudy Gobert having to address this afterwards on Draymond choking him out. Clown behavior. I'm proud of myself for, you know, uh, being uh, the bigger man again and again. He doesn't even deserve me putting my hands on him. I did whatever, whatever I could to, to you know, uh, keep my cool and uh, show that I wasn't making the situation worse. Yeah, that's just clown behavior, you know. Um, and not, not much to say. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just clown behavior. It's clown behavior. I know that audio was tough, but he's cl- it's clown behavior from Draymond Green. And it's things now that it's expected. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but if anyone's shocked by this today, oh my goodness gracious, I can't believe Draymond Green did this. You either are the dumbest Warriors fan on the planet or you haven't watched basketball for the last 10 years. It's crazy. It really is. To me, Draymond has just become a caricature of himself. Right? He built his persona and he built his potential Hall of Fame, you know, candidacy by being the the tough guy, doing the dirty work, uh, maybe getting a tech here or there to help pump his team up. He was kind of just like the energy guy. He was the guy who just kind of made the defensive play and did all this. But he also got really used to being the center of attention. He loved to He loves be the, being the villain. He loves being the villain and he loves being like the guy that everyone's talking about. And then what happens is when you're that guy and you're constantly you know, in that situation where people are talking about you for your behavior, kicking guys in the in the you know groin and whatever he's doing and getting ejected, you in have the cojones. to you have to keep one upping yourself, mm-hmm. right? And so whether it's punching Jordan Poole in the face or choking out Rudy Gobert, he just keeps getting worse and worse and worse to a point where he's just like a cartoon version of himself. It's... He's not even Draymond what he was ten years ago, being this legendary figure. He's now just a joke. He's he's a clown. He's a he's a fool. He's predictable and nobody but before it it drove the team. It drove the conversation. Now it still just, does though. It still does with that team. They they love everything. They eat everything up on Draymond Green and everyone's afraid to push back. See, I think the difference though is that They now, think they need him. They just they just brought him back. They no, they could have like let go of him. Get rid of him. Goodbye. You had a new regime. No, Deal was done. You're right, but there's there's a part of it, whether it was the Draymond, or the, the KD stuff or the Jordan Poole stuff, like, yeah, they brought him back, but I think behind closed doors, and I, I could be wrong because I'm mm-hmm. not there, they present externally this beautiful picture of like, oh, yeah, we still love Draymond, but I think behind closed doors, you gotta Stephen be Clary, like, yo, he's, it, it's like the cousin or the brother or the uncle that, like, yeah, the you love him to death, yeah. but, man, <laughs> dude, just shut up. Like, just, just leave the barbecue, go yeah. home, like, call a cab and get out of here. You, you know just, what it's like? We love you, but we, we just we can't deal with your crap anymore. It's like when you're at a barbecue. And there's always one family member. Always. That they have to talk politics. And it could be like the best day. And the moment that family member talks politics and people could be on different sides of the fence. It's like, oh, why are you stirring the pot just to stir the pot? It's simple with Draymond Green is. He's a hothead. And he has an anger problem. And if you give him a little bit of room, he's going to find a way to burst through the door and burn the house down. Because that's what that guy does. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Tim in Kansas next up on uh, CBS Sports Radio. Tim, what's happening? Hey, Zach. First time, long time. 
glad you took my call. I just wanted to give some insight on what I thought, you know, uh, Draymond is all about. And uh, we've seen this in the past in the history of basketball, just instigators, somebody to uh, be on their side. We've seen it in the finals with LeBron, how you previously had brought it up. But, you know, he's not – he's somebody – reminds me of almost like a football team where somebody takes a cheap shot on a quarterback or he's just there to defend and uh, do things like that. There, There's no – you know, rhyme or reason on why he does it. And does that negatively affect the Warriors? I think absolutely it does. Uh, but I also think that's the acceptable risk that they're going to take with Draymond. Tim, appreciate the phone call. Thanks so much for making it. Let's go to Riley in Portland next up on CBS Sports Radio. Riley, what's happening? Hey, how y'all doing? Doing great, Riley. What do you got? Yeah, so with the Draymond thing, I feel like, okay, how many games should he be suspended? Let's say 25. John Morant gets 25 for flashing a piece on his live story. You know, um, if that's if that's a baseline for punishment for behavior. Yeah, but I don't think you could compare the two. I don't think you could compare the two whatsoever. Like the as much as what I just said in a negative way uh, against Draymond Green, I don't even think it compares to to just the dopey behavior that John Morant was illustrating. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think it's like we're um, talking about one flashing a gun, whether it was fake or not. The other is just him being stupid, putting his his arm around the neck of uh, Rudy Gobert. I'm not defending it, but I, I don't think it's apples to apples there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like you know, one is Draymond's actually like on the court with his arm around a guy's neck versus jaw. It's a thing on his live story. It's not even in the game. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know. I still I still feel like. Maybe twenty five for Draymond. Maybe he'd maybe he'd listen. I don't hey, know. Riley, here's the um, thing. I don't. I would not. I would not go that far to twenty five. But if the NBA did it, I would actually applaud it. I would. Like I don't think it's deserving of twenty five games. I said fifteen. So that's adding on like ten more from that. I don't think it's deserving of twenty five. But this uh, Draymond Green made the bed. Now you got to go line it. And whatever the league wants to do, that's fine with me. Uh, Angel in the YouTube chat says you've obviously never been in a fight. If you wait until someone does something to you, you have lost the fight. Once they touch you, you punch back. Draymond wasn't in the fight. That's the thing. And also, Angel, who thinks he, this, this person knows everything about me, I've been in a fight before when I was in college. It was actually a very fun story. You want me to tell it, Santa, real quickly? I would love to hear your fight story, and I want to know all the details and the results. Okay. So pretty much it was this, it was this simple. A buddy of mine was... Dating, seeing, whatever you want to say, someone's ex-girlfriend. They were broken up for months. This person comes to our fraternity house. This person was coming to try to start a fight. Now, I was covering some college event because I was a very dedicated student media member. So I came back to the fraternity house. There was a party. I was completely sober. Walked into my fraternity house. And this was one of my best friends. And he said, someone's here trying to fight me. So I walked up to the guy and I got briefed on the whole story. And I said, hey, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. But you are in a fraternity house. You would be the biggest moron on the planet if you punched this kid, regardless of what you think happened or not, which nothing really happened. Because if you punch him, there's going to be like 70, 80 people on your ass. It's not going to end well for you. So the guy told me to basically bleep off. And I was like, all right, do what you want. So the guy ducks underneath like my armpit and goes right for my friend. I grab him 
from his, uh, like, the back of his shirt. And I wasn't trying to start the fight. I was just trying to defuse the situation. That guy is then basically, like, punching in the air. He gets out of the grip of my hold and goes to punch my friend. As he's winding up to punch my friend, there may have been someone, I don't know who it was, but there may have been someone who could be wearing a blue shirt right now, maybe, that punched this guy, and the guy hit the floor. Now, one of my fraternity brothers, who was like Samter size, may or may not try to pull that big guy in the blue shirt away. Person was successful. Person, though, that got pulled away from the situation was not happy he got pulled away from the situation. He came back and threw another punch. One problem, though. The punch landed on somebody else because by the time that person got pulled away initially, they already dragged the other kid out. So that random person that may or may not got punched turned around and punched somebody else. And then that person that initially threw the punch said, I am so sorry I was the one or the person in the blue shirt, may or may not, was the one that threw the punch. And then that person responded, after seeing what you did to the other kid, I wasn't punching you. So that's what happens when you assume, Angel, you make an ass out of you and me. And then I uh, gave the person that I may or may not have punched the, the second one like a beer and said, you know, let's not uh, take this matter any further. Now, you want to know the, the great part about the story? Mm. The next day, sources close to me say that there was a mutual friend involved in this situation. And they asked the person who may or may not have threw the punch that made the person hit the floor. Do you know who that was that you punched? Person responded, no. They said the person's name. He was a uh, former All-State High School wrestler. How do you like that? Knockout punch. Pop, pop. Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. Or I don't even know if this is called the Zach Gelb Show anymore. Uh, Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. So... Uh, we all know Dan Orlovsky went viral yesterday when he was on the Pat McAfee show 
And uh, he was basically saying he's heard there's already a team that Belichick prefers to go to. And then Dan comes on this show. We basically quizzed him left and right on all those teams. He would not really give us an answer. And we love Dan Orlovsky, but I was trying to get the team out of him and just hope we could like throw that question by very quickly. And, oh, yeah, where do you think Belichick's coaching next year? And he chuckled and, and he got what I was doing. Uh, but now, after hearing Dan on with us, he said he doesn't think Belichick's going to be with the Patriots next year. And about five, six weeks ago, if you would ask me that, I would have said absolutely. Bill would be on the Patriots next year coaching them. He would be afforded another opportunity. That's what happens. You've been with the team for 24 years, and you've won six championships. But with how many stories are really now getting out there, it's starting to remind me of... Brady's final season at one Patriot place, where if you recall, it was before the Patriot Jet game. I think it was on Monday Night Football. And Adam Schefter said, there's three options for Tom Brady next year. He's retired, he's playing somewhere else, or it's on the Patriots. And that last one of being on the Patriots is the one that I would least expect to happen this upcoming season. So when Schefter said that, it was like, whoa, and I was in a little denial because I didn't want to see the Tom Brady era end. And I was like, oh, is this Schefter reporting? Or is this Schefter just giving an opinion? Is it a mixture of both? And I like Adam Schefter, too. And I know him a little bit. Um, but when you heard that from Schefter looking back, it's like, yeah, that was really the moment, whether you wanted to believe it or not, that we knew Tom Brady was done in New England. But now there's been so many stories about Bill Belichick where it does feel as if this is going to be the final season for Bill Belichick with the Patriots, I still do believe Bill's going to go somewhere else. And I'm curious to see how that goes because I don't buy into this notion that Bill is now shot, Bill is now cooked, and Bill still can't coach in the NFL. Brady left four years ago, and it did not sink in 2021. It did not sink in 2022. And now it's sinking in 2023. So it took a while for the ship to sink, but it is really hitting rock bottom now. And that's what happens when Bill, the GM, didn't do his job. And the last two years, Bill, the coach, put lipstick on the pig that Bill, the GM, was doing. So if we're going to take a, do a draft here right now, Belichick's next team, let's go three rounds each and see where we land. Let me see if there's a way that I could determine this uh, draft order right now. Oh, I do have, since I carry around no cash, I still have those five uh, euros in my wallet, and I have a dime, and I have a penny. You know, we, we go plastic uh, these days. So, uh, Stu, uh, heads or tails? What do you want? Heads. All righty. It's uh, tails, so you don't get a choice here. Samter, heads or tails? What do you want? Always heads, every time. All righty, it's heads. What pick do you want? I want the first pick. Okay. Uh, Stu, since you lost, I'll take the third pick. You get stuck right in the middle. You're like the uh, the, the vanilla frosting on the Oreo. <laughs> that's what you are right now. Uh, by the way, I think we should do a snake draft, right? I think that's only fair. Right? Snake draft, right? We're in agreement. Uh, my vote's for a snake draft. Your vote? Snake draft. Okay. Oh, well, if it's snake draft, then maybe <laughs> no, we'll take no, the second no, you pick. You already made the pick. Uh, you already I'll made take... the pick. See, Samter, he's usually the slick one around here. Samter just got got. Well, folks. because That's before the show, we said we'll just go one, two, three, one, two, three. I'm like, all right, then I'll have the first pick. If I knew snake draft before I picked my pick, I would have gone with the number two pick. I don't want the first pick. I don't recall. I'm going to be like Roger Clemens. I misremember that conversation. 
I don't remember having any dialogue with you before the start of the show. I walked in there, said hello, went into my local radio hit down the hall for uh, WQAM in Florida, and then I sat down and I said, let's do the show. So, Santer, you uh, did go first. Who would you like uh, your selection to be here for Bill Belichick's next team? My number one selection. Let me ask one question real quickly. Okay. Do we keep the Patriots on the board where maybe people don't believe the noise and it may actually be the Patriots? Sure. Or, or do we want to operate that Bill is gone after this year? No, nah, if you want to pick the Pats, pick the Pats. Okay. What's your pick? So for me, I'm going back old school to the way it should have been back in 2000. Belichick should never have been a Patriot head coach. He was the Jets head coach for oh, one day. you are such a troll. Aaron Rodgers is coming back next year. Robert Sala is We should have gave him the third Bill pick. Bill Belichick is going to be the head coach of the New York Jets in 2024. That is the dumbest first pick ever. You know what that was? That was Jamarcus Russell. That is not going to pan out. <laughs> the, Bill Belichick. I don't care what's right or wrong. I'm just telling you what Jets. I want to see. He hates the Jets. Remember the Parcells documentary? They were in the stadium. He wouldn't even go to the Jets locker room with Parcells. That's how much he still hates the Jets. All righty. Wow. Samter coming out from underneath the bridge like the little troll you are. Stu, who's your pick here? Uh, this is for where we think he's going to end up, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Not where he should. Should, yeah. Uh, Chargers, I think, with Herbert. I think Staley's going to be fired. Uh, they're four and five. They're kind of a mess. Uh you have a quarterback in Herbert who has a lot of potential. Uh, L.A., I, I think that's a nice fit for Belichick. I agree that's the best fit. I just don't think the Spanos family is going to spend the money. And we kind of had that happen when Sean Merriman was sitting here. And I said that to him. And Sean laughed because he knew it was true. But because of his relationship with the Chargers, we knew he was not going to go any further with that comment. I'm going to go to our good friend Mike Florio, who on this show made a viral headline two weeks ago and said he's hearing rumors or some chattering, as what he liked to uh, like to say on the show, that uh, at the end of the year, Josh Harris is going to call Robert Kraft and try to get a deal done for Bill Belichick. So I will go with the commander. So three picks in, Samter takes the Jets. <laughs> Stu takes the Chargers, and I go with the Washington commanders. My next pick here, because this is a snake draft now. Cheater. Um, okay, that's fine. You know, I, I'm going to be motivated by this. I'm going to be like Michigan and the Patriots. I'm going to prove you wrong. I am motivated by this. How dare you call my integrity into question? The next pick I'm going to go, I'm going to actually throw a little bit of a curveball here. I don't think this would be a good decision on Bill's part. I don't think there's enough talent there. And it would be a really funky storyline. But what about the Buccaneers? Imagine he follows Brady, goes to Tampa when he leaves New England, but Todd Bowles is probably out at the end of the year. You got some good defensive players. We'll see if they bring back Mike Evans. I heard uh, Florio was on with Pat Boyle, of all people, last night. And uh, Joe's uh, Bucks fan, I think is the name of the site. They do some good work. They've been throwing this out there, and Florio uh, threw out that team as a dark horse. I will uh, go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Stu, next pick. All right. I will go with an NFC team. I will go with America's team. If Mr. McCarthy gets fired because the Cowboys once again make the make the playoffs and lose their first playoff game, which I think is a possibility. Uh, how about Belichick going to America's team? Jerry Jones wants the splash, wants that Super Bowl ring wow. before he dies. So, yeah, give me Belichick to the Cowboys. And you could save some money here 
with the clothes that you give McCarthy, you could probably just put them in the laundry machine and transfer them over to Bill Belichick because they both have very similar body types. You know. Yeah, these days. Big yes. breasted men right there. Very. <laughs> All righty. Samter, what do you got here? You can make your two moist selections right now. All right. I don't know how you guys didn't pick either of these teams, but clearly the next pick is going to be the Las Vegas Stuart Kovacs Raiders. Now, oh, there no might chance. not be a lot of talent there. He might not love Jimmy G. This would be Stu's worst nightmare. This is another Patriot regime. But the idea <laughs> of having Belichick as the coach and Tom Brady as his, as his owner. Tom Brady <laughs> lording over Bill Belichick, yeah, no telling shot. him what to do and what to, who to sign. Brady being in charge of Belichick, that's a dream scenario for me. So I'm going Raiders. With my pick as my second team. And you know then, that you're trying to pick the team here that he's actually going to go to. You so far picked the Jets and the Raiders. Yeah. There's a better chance that I get that date with Beyonce than there is than either of those two teams. You think he's going to go to the Buccaneers? You insane? It has a better nuts? chance of the Jets and Are the Raiders. Are you insane? No. I'm, well, sometimes I am insane, but not in this case compared to your two options. No, your final no pick here. There's no chance. My I'm final sur- pick is the most obvious pick, and this is clearly where he's going to go. I was surprised he didn't get off the board. I was kind of having fun with the Jets, number one, but this should have been my number one overall pick. The New York football Giants. Ah, that's a good one. He has a legendary history with the Giants. Brian Dayball is a dumpster fire this year. Last year felt like lightning in the bottle. If they have a chance to bring Bill Belichick back, who won two championships as a defensive coordinator, he has history there. The Giants would love to have him. The Giants are the perfect team. So I got the Jets, Raiders, and Giants. I'm the winner. I'm the best. One follow-up here. Um, Do you think Dayball being the head coach plays a factor here? Because remember, you go back to the whole Brian Flores situation that started that whole, uh, you know, dispute with the hiring process. It was Belichick texting Flores, thinking he was texting uh, Brian Dayball, and he was letting him know that, oh, I hear that you're getting the Giants job. So does that play a factor since Dayball is a Belichick guy? He would be usurping one of his own to take that job. No, I don't think Belichick has that much... uh... Loyalty. I mean, he has some loyalty, but not not to the yeah, point where. True. And at the end of the day, I don't think that he's he's going to try to usurp Dayball. I just think Dayball is going to be out. Okay. And I think that the Giants could be out, and the Giants would want to take uh, Belichick over him. So Belichick would ba- basically be like tiptoeing as he was tiptoeing out of that uh, house just in Nantucket. Nudging the mirrors, being like, "Hey, you know, don't forget about me." Wink, yeah. wink. I it's swooping right in, right past Dayball. Tiptoeing right out of that Nantucket mansion, going right to the swamps of Jersey. Maybe getting a sandwich at Harold's Delicatessen. All right, Stu, who's your final selection here? Uh, I'll throw a really dark horse here, meaning it's probably not going to happen. But if the Panthers do get the first pick Ooh. and Belichick likes Caleb Williams. Wait, but hold on. The Panthers, they don't have their first overall pick, remember? Oh, well, that's true. So they traded that totally, away. Well, it would be the Bears then. Ah, damn it. The that Bears was my pick. I just messed it up. Have the first pick. You, you almost got me there. If the Bears have the first pick, then I can see Belichick going to the Bears. And I know that Jerry Jones, right, going back to the Cowboys, he brought in uh, Bill Parcells. So maybe he would step aside in, in some way. I do have a tough time seeing Jerry Jones and Belichick uh, getting on the same page. I, I have a tough time. If Jerry still wants some control and still wants the power, uh, that would be, I don't think you're bringing in Bill if he doesn't have all the power. So now I have to give you a final selection because I thought I was going to walk away with the Bears here and then I put my own foot in my own mouth and uh, mess things up here. So let me see where I'm going to go. Okay. What about a coaching trade? Okay. This could have some legs. We know Robert Kraft 
was sitting next to Mike Vrabel, who they just put in the Patriot Hall of Fame. We all think this is going to be a trade via picks. What if Belichick gets traded to Tennessee and then Tennessee trades Vrabel to New England? I think that would be fair. Be fair. Be sided to the, towards the Patriots in terms of trying to move on with the next 10 years or so of their franchise, but I will go with Tennessee. So Samter's picks are the Jets, <laughs> Raiders, and Giants. Giants are good when you finish strong. They're nice job, Samter. Stu goes with the Chargers, Cowboys, and Bears. I could see two out of the three happening. And I take uh, the Commanders, Buccaneers, and the Tennessee Titans. That's what I go with for Bill Belichick's future. You guys are both embarrassments. All righty. Embarrassments. You're starting to sound like you could run for office by the way that you're just throwing out these big terms and all these big claims with no facts. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Maybe we'll get into a brawl. I saw that happened in the political world earlier this week. Watch your ankles, buddy. (laughs) You could reach my ankles. That's about all that you'd be reaching right there when you're crawling around on the floor. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, the latest CBS Sports Radio update with the Act Man, Rich Act. Time for your daily news brief. We get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. Let's start you off with Deshaun Watson out for the rest of the season on IR because of a shoulder injury. Uh, We all thought after the game, and we knew that there was things in the past with his shoulder. We were all wondering what was happening when he left the game right before halftime and didn't miss any time in the second half. And they were told it was an ankle injury. And Deshaun Watson said he was fine. It further came out that, yes, there was an ankle injury, but there was also further damage to the shoulder. Uh, Deshaun Watson was trying to delay surgery, and the organization was like, not so fast, my friend. And here is Deshaun Watson if he was surprised by the decision that was eventually made. Yeah, I'm I'm still in disbelief. I'm still, I said, just trying to process all the information that I've been getting since last night. It's tough. You know, I've felt like we were turning the corner to really make a run, and uh, you know, I, we, I still believe we still will, you know, with the guys in this locker room. You know, I just wanted to be physically a part of it. It's, it's, it's tough to try to wrap everything around my head right now. 
yeah, I don't think you guys are going to make a run to, like, go do damage and, and go be a legit Super Bowl contender, which maybe you were somewhere on the fringe of doing that at 6-3, and three, being right in the smack of that AFC North race. Now, if it's Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who they said is going to be the starter, and P.J. Walker backing him up, like, you could win some games because of your defense, but that's a lot of the problems right now inside the AFC North. You have all these great defenses, and it's like, all right, the Steelers' offense stinks. Now the Browns' offense is without Watson, and we know Chubb is done for the season. So even though the Bengals haven't been great, we know what Joe Burrow is, and we know what Lamar Jackson is. So those two teams, the Ravens and the Bengals, become the two best teams inside the AFC North when yesterday there were legitimate questions on who would be the best team in the AFC North. Uh, let's go to Jerry Jones. He was on with Sean and RJ on 105.3 The Fan. Does he believe Dak Prescott is an MVP candidate? I do. I certainly do. Uh, he's put games that uh, are together here, a series of games that uh, are the best of his career, and in my view, and uh, at the best of uh, right at the tops of any uh, that I've seen. All right, that's like he's an MVP candidate. You, you can make the case. He's putting up great numbers against a lot of dog bleep teams, but you're taking advantage of the teams that you're going up against. But in the two biggest games of the season, yeah, he played well against the Eagles, but he had the ball down on the Eagles six, and then he wound up on the Eagles 27, so he moved backwards. And against the 49ers, the entire team didn't show up. If we're looking at MVP right now, and I don't think he's going to end up winning the award, but through 10 weeks, it's C.J. Stroud over Dak Prescott just for starters, and I can list a few more as well. Let's go to Robert Sala, the Jets head coach. All this speculation about Rodgers' future for this season. If Rodgers is cleared, will you play him even if the Jets are maybe out of the race? Aaron's a big boy, grown man. Uh, no one's going to know Aaron's body like Aaron knows his body. And if he feels, after all the doctors clear him, and I'm sure there's a million of them, I have no idea on that stuff. But if, if Aaron says he wants to play, he's going to play. I think it's actually a dumb decision. I, I still don't believe that Rodgers is going to get cleared by the end of the season. But you're telling me if the Jets are out of it, they're already eliminated for a playoff spot. I know Rodgers the other day said, oh, we got to have a competitive team. we got to be in the race. But Rodgers comes to you and says, even though we're eliminated or we still have a fighter's chance, but you really know it's not a chance, I want to play. The organization should, should say no. And I know they have bowed down to everything Rodgers has asked for and they've met every request. But this is one you got to start thinking for next year. And this offensive line is absolutely terrible. You can't put this quarterback out there coming off that injury that quickly at an unprecedented rate and put him behind this garbage offensive line. Let's go to Sean McDermott if he thinks the firing of Ken Dorsey will impact his locker room. This is uh, it's, un it's an unfortunate part of our business, right? Um, it's a results-driven business, and sometimes changes are made. And, um, you know, in particular, when they happen during the course of the season, um, you know, you've got to turn the page rather quickly, unfortunately, and, and move on and get yourself ready to go for, for this week. I would hope his players feel an impact. If you played better, maybe your coach wouldn't get fired. Like, I hope that does exist, and it's not, oh, it's all on Ken Dorsey. But ultimately, this team better play better or be better down the stretch, because if not, McDermott, you don't deserve to come back. You change offensive and now defensive coordinators from the team that you had last year. So if it didn't work on defense, then you take over those duties. And then the guy that you picked on offense isn't working as well. Um, yeah, you're the next one to go. And finally, we heard yesterday from Dan Lanning emphatically say there's no interest in the A&M job. We heard Coach Prime say he's not focused on that. He's just focused on his next game. <laughs> 
Here is Dabo Sweeney, a BFF of the Zach Gelb show, getting asked about his interest in the A&M job. Man, I'm just focused on this job. Uh, always have been and just trying to trying to find a way to beat North Carolina. That's it. Must be November. That's all I can say. So that wasn't a no, but that's kind of coaches speak. Here's the thing, though. I think A&M has too many resources for, for Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney doesn't embrace NIL. Dabo Sweeney doesn't embrace the transfer portal. If you're looking at the jobs that are available right now, A&M has all the resources in the world. Are those too many resources for Dabo Sweeney, who has been so steadfast and so adamant about really not adapting to the time, saying his program was built on God's name, image, and likeness, and only having one player on his roster this year that was acquired via the transfer portal? Well, I don't think it's the worst time to change if you're A&M. I mean, if you're Dabo going to A&M, but is Dabo willing to change in terms of adapting to the way that college football is operated in the year of 2023 and moving into next season of 2024? I don't think Dabo is going to be a candidate for A&M. I don't. Now, I still think the guy could be a really good football coach, but if he wants to continue to be great, he needs to adapt. He needs to change. We'll take a break. Deshaun Watson done for the season. The Browns got to be hitting the phones. They got to be making some phone calls today. We have a list of a few potential options for the Cleveland Browns when the Zach Gelb Show does return in five minutes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.